Kick back and relax because the Disney Channel games are back. Paper, scissors, reveal. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox. And I'm Kyle Skinner. And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at Mouse Madness Pod or send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Kyle, we're back. We're talking sports. We're talking Disney Channel games. We've got some strong athletes left on the board here. I would definitely hope so. I'm I'm happy that we ended up where we are because the first one we really needed to establish who these stars were, how they performed in their in their heats and their seasons. Um, and now it's down to the nitty gritty of how did they perform. How big of a, a Disney advocate were they uh, as a as a star, as a youth star? Maybe not so youth in terms of Jason Earls, who was a grown man. Uh, but to help us determine who the best Disney Channel Games athlete is, is our friend Elizabeth Staub. Elizabeth, welcome back to Mouse Madness. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. How's that second shot feeling? Great. Feeling great. <laughs> You got those superpowers. You're ready to to take on the obstacle course at any time of the Disney Channel games. Yeah, exactly. I can hook up to the Wi-Fi or whatever. So <laughs> whatever they're saying. So. Oh man. Okay. Before we like hop into whatever we're going to talk about pre-show, I definitely want to talk about the Sprouse twin skit at the beginning of the third season, third season. of the Disney Channel game, because. I almost think that they didn't actually make it in time to the shoot day. So they actually had to make up a storyline. I don't know if either of you looked into it, but I feel like that was just such a weird thing for them to do that there couldn't have been a, another reason other than it really happened. They were late. Yeah, because it looked like they were at Wide World of Sports, right? In Florida. Like it looked like that's the Braves where the Braves used to play spring training. So it was just, so I guess they flew them all from California to Florida. Just like, I don't know. So weird. So, but they also like invested a lot more into, I feel like story in that third season and less into the actual like events. It felt like in the beginning seasons, the events took up so much time, even though there were a lot of like talking head and, and player profiles. But in season three specifically, it just felt so when they kicked it off with the Sprouse twins being late, I was like, that seems like a weird thing for them just to write in for this season. Yeah. I don't and know. And there were no fans in the third one, whereas like season one and two, they had like fans like watching and like stands and they just had like those weird cheerleaders for each team for as yeah. the fans. Right. Right. Wonder what happened. What happened between yeah. season two and three? I I have like mixed feelings about it because I'm a huge fan of the challenge. MTV's the challenge. And uh, so much of the enjoyability comes from them living in the same house in addition to like competing against each other. So there's a lot of like personal drama and there's a lot of social gameplay. And so 
being able to see the athletes like react to the events in real time, react to the relationships they're developing in real time and, and do these kind of like pranks, see them hanging out with one another. That was so, so, so fun to me. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely loved that aspect of the 2008 game. Yeah. On the other I hand, though, like there was there was less sports and <laughs> I all in all, the 2008 games were, were very much more like team team play focused the events you know mm -hmm. it was like very hard for one athlete to shine over the other when all of the events kind of had to do with working together as a team so yeah. 2008 i i see why it's the one on disney plus because it, it seems like it is slightly higher in tv quality is it higher in disney channel games quality i think you could make an argument either way but it seems like it would be a more evergreen type of tv show than uh the first two games. Yeah. Well, Disney Plus, I hope you get the other seasons on there because uh, we need to watch Kyle Massey being an absolute goofball in high definition on our big screens. We can't settle for this YouTube stuff. Get it on Come there, on, Disney man. Plus. We're calling for it. But before we talk about Kyle and all of his other competitors, it's time to talk a little spoonful of sugar. Chris, what do you have this week? Well, as I said last week, I am determined to finish. This beer crate, I got another one. It's Fruitlands Modern Times Beer Rosé Edition. Stav was talking about some rosé-infused ciders last week. Uh, this one's from San Diego. It's, like I said, this is a, a California company. So they're, yeah. they got all the California brews. Don't mind me a San Diego beer. Let's give it a shot. I don't know. See, like, I don't. It's not. It's it's not a sour ale at all. But the okay. reason I like I, the reason I like the sour ale is because it's sour. I mean, this just tastes really fruity. It tastes kind of juicy. Um, and I mean, it's fine. It's drinkable to me. But uh, it's definitely not my favorite. Uh, Kyle, what do you got? I have a beer that I picked up at the grocery store. Not too long ago because I had to go get some random things for uh, for dinner and I don't usually shop at the local Safeway because it's the worst. Elizabeth used to live by it and it's the absolute worst Safeway in the entire world. And we call it I, the bad Safeway. The bad Safeway. There's, <laughs> there's two Safeways here in Oakland. There's a bad one and a good one. I went to the bad one. And while I was there, there was a beer that caught my eye because there was a monkey on it holding a uh, a pint of beer and it's called Curious Haze. Love me a little play on some Curious George, except this one definitely does not look like Curious George. He looks like a little scarier cur Curious George. Um, but I bought it anyways. And it's a it's from the Device Brewing Company, which is in Sacramento. And it's a hazy beer and I had it and it's a lot fruitier than most hazies. A lot of hazies are kind of citrus and a little bit more acidic this is much more on the fruity scale of ipas and hazy ipas but it's a super easy drink uh, i think i talked about the east bay ipa when we were doing whatever episode kyle madsen was on and i talked about how easy it was and dangerous it was to drink this is a similar one so if you find yourself mm -hmm. in northern california and you want an easy drinking hazy ipa uh device company Device Brewing Company's Curious Haze is a uh, is a good one to tap into. Elizabeth, what do you have this week? I didn't think that Safeway had um, craft beer, but um, they do. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, in the spirit of athleticism and um, competition, I went with the healthy choice. I have a hard kombucha. Ooh. Ice, and it's iced tea lemonade flavored. Ooh. So, um, which is, you know, I feel like it's very Disney Channel games. So That feels like a, a an after competition snack. You have your orange slices. You have your, your packs of small Fritos. And then you have your, maybe not kombucha, but you have your, your iced tea. That's a good pick. I didn't know that kombucha came in flavors such as iced tea. I thought it was always like a berry variation. Well, it's because it's tea. So kombucha is just made with tea. So you can do uh, anything to it. Yeah. I, you could, whatever you want. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, just to remind everybody, our surveyed demographic for our Disney Channel games Best Athlete Bracket. We surveyed Mickey Pretzel purchasers at Disneyland Park. Our interns finally made it back to the happiest place on earth. We've got another in-park demographic. So happy for them to be in their happy place. We uh, pick up the bracket in the round of eight, where we have number one, Shin Koyamata versus number nine, Moises Arias. The number four seed, Jason Grown Man Earls versus number 12, Cole Sprouse. We've got number two, Kyle Massey versus number seven, Dylan Sprouse. And then we've got number three, Brenda Song versus number six, Monique Coleman. Kyle, I started off last week. Why don't you kick things off with a nice little Shin Koyamata love fest? Yeah, I mean, Shin, I I had also never seen, you brought this up, you'd never seen Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Uh, Neither had I, Wendy Wu being Brenda Song, also still on this bracket. Uh, and Shin was her counterpart in this film, apparently. And I had never seen it, but you could definitely tell that Shin was the martial arts master type person because this guy is an absolute athlete. Um, Zach Efron won the obstacle course up against Shin, and he essentially, no. No, who did he play? Lucas. He Shin, raced, went, no. Shin went. Yeah, Shin went up against Lucas and dusted him twice. Smoked him. Smoked him. The first one he got robbed on a technicality because he didn't slide down. That was the one that Elizabeth brought up because Zach also did the same thing where he jumped off the top. Shin was coming in super hot and just took flight off the top. I mean, what can you do when you're Shin who's just flying through this obstacle course? He didn't slide all the way through. Chris brought it up last time. Big safety hazard. Can't have somebody getting hurt in the Disney Channel games. So they had to call it and make them run it again. And he absolutely smoked Lucas in the second race. Um, In his post-game interview, they asked him, like, how do you feel uh, running this race? And he said, I could do it over and over and over. (laughs) Like, this guy is ready to go. Pure athlete. They did this one event in which they had to, like, reach into this thing of like goop and pull out letters. Alphabet goop, yeah. And uh, my poor guy Shin had a rubber chicken attached to the letter, one of the first letters he found and was trying to take it off but just couldn't when it seemed like you just just leave it on and put it up onto the thing. It it didn't really matter. It was just part of the gag. But no one was telling him like, just put. you could just put it on the board until I think it must have been one of it was one of the Sprouse twins was like just just give it to me and they just put it up there. So I 
I feel like this is a guy who likes to play by the rules and make sure he does it right every single time. Uh, and unfortunately, that came to bite him in the butt. But he, in the relay race at the end of season one, was on the mini tricycle and was an absolute beast at it. Uh, he, he kicked butt. Season two, he got a late, late start during that first obstacle course, but ended up recovering nicely uh, to barely scale that rock wall, the climbing wall at the end to get the dub. Very steady through the egg toss, uh, made the actual game winning catch during that egg toss, but he's not the best at throwing. None of these athletes were the best at throwing. There, there are a couple that sh- shine through. Um, Brenda Song being an absolute assassin when it comes to the dunk tank uh, throwing competition. But our boy Shin, no no coordination when it comes to throwing. <laughs> he went 0 for 3. My poor guy. Um, what I really liked his showing of strength during the, uh, the soccer championship match, when they won, he picked up Pax like Pax was a freaking pillow and just swung him around. And I was like, that's some now we see how strong Shin is. We've seen that he's fast. We've seen he's athletic, but he just picked up another human being. And that granted, how old was Shin during the uh this 2007 games? 20 he was 25 in 2007. So then yeah, he picked up a 10-year-old, I guess, and twirled <laughs> him around. <laughs> so that makes sense. So he was as strong as a 25-year-old was, I guess. Uh, but it, at the time, it looked like he was absolutely flexing on them. Season three. Season three in 2008 is when a lot of the first two games stars started falling off. You didn't see a ton of them. It was the storylines were a lot more on the newer people like Nick Jonas, I think, getting absolutely frustrated sitting in the foosball goal, getting lit up by Martin. Shen came through, though. Um, he pulled the absolute hell out of that chariot during the chariot race. Uh, the, the race at the very beginning of the 20 and the 2008 games, they had to build a chariot and then the team had to pull the chariot to the finish line. And he was huffing and puffing and pulling that thing uh, and was leading the team to victory until guess who absolutely ruined it? Cole Sprouse. Cole Sprouse <laughs> ruined it for the entire team. He was actually in a an incredible goalie in foosball, despite not being able to pull out the dub. Uh, there is a, a point in which he saved the ball and everyone was just kind of like kicking the ball around, hitting it off the sides, trying to pass it. The smartest move of the entire foosball game as a goalie was to just lob it over everybody to his forwards to try and score. Granted, they didn't because they're a bunch of scrubs, but that foresight, that athlete mentality to, to think outside the box. What are they not thinking about over them? Easy to do, and he made it happen. I really like that. And he just showed every single ob- obstacle course race that he would run. He was fantastic. Only thing in these competitions, besides picking up packs, being really excited, I think he like threw up some gang signs at the camera when he run won or when he ran the chariot race. Like there were some moments of him showing out and showing up which i really liked uh but it's not as strong maybe as like a kyle massey type who was like very hamming it up the entire time very disney channel he's up against moises who i said last time is just a small boy with a big personality 
not very athletic, didn't do a ton, got a foosball goal, got the game-winning foosball goal in the championship, which is great for him. Um, but really poor showing on the athletic field otherwise. Uh, where he advanced was his big Disney Channel personality energy. I think that's extremely important in these games. Uh, but I think at the same time in these games, you also want to see a Disney Channel star show off their athleticism. And when you're matched up against somebody that has close to no athleticism or somebody that does and can show at least some personality in the Disney realm like Shin does. Um, and I'm sure there was some sort of like Shin fan base because I didn't watch Wendy Wu. Uh, Patty Kwan, if you're listening to this, I know that Patty was a big <laughs> Wendy Wu fan. And when we did the, uh, the Disney Channel original movies, she was upset that Wendy Wu wasn't on it. Well, you got two of your characters on this one, and I'm advancing one of them. Number one, Shin is definitely moving on past Moises here. Despite the lack in personality, I think that gets him through this round. It might not hold up later. Kyle, I disagree with a lot of what you just said. Can't wait. Uh, the first one being Shin in the rope tether race in season three, 2008. Um, you keep blaming it on Cole Sprouse and missing that tire. But yes. to me, the leader of the pack, it is up to them to set the pace so that their weakest, slowest, smallest teammate will not be dragged behind. And that was Cole Sprouse. No, I don't agree with that's that. That's just the, I mean, that's just the way I see it. I tried to go back and watch the replay multiple times and it was very hard to see if Cole just had a brain fart and missed a tire or like he was getting pulled on too fast and like, uh, kind of like couldn't, couldn't do anything but miss it. I don't know. But that's how I imagine it playing out in my head. So it's what I'm going with. I mean, for me, every like positive shin moment has a negative shin moment as well. Yes, he won the obstacle course twice in 2006. But like you said, he also messed up the alphabet goop event and that cost his team a win. So it's a wash. Also in 2006. Oh, no. Also no. in 2006. The two we got to talk about obstacle course wins are a wash because of the alphabet goop competition which never returned ever again. Come on. Yes, yes. It's it's a loss and a win. So, we also got to talk about this trivia answers. That terrible trivia event. Shit, they rigged it for Shin. The first question he answered, someone else answered it and they gave him credit and told him to like keep going. Then the second time he came around, they asked him what actor plays the monk in Windy Woo. And he was like, Shin. If the umpire says ball four, it's ball four. I'm a walk. I mean, come on, man. Like, like you said, he got zero in the dunk tank. He cannot throw very well. You haven't mentioned how he got eliminated second in Simon Says in 2007. Of course not. Of course I did. He is, he is an incredible team player. He is a great personality in the locker room. All of the other Disney Channel games athletes seem to love him, and I love him as well. I am a huge Shin fan coming off of this bracket. It's going up against Moises. Same thing, though. I'm a big Moises fan after watching him compete at the Disney Channel games. You say he doesn't display a lot of athleticism. We've al already talked about how he absolutely dusted the field 
in the first leg of that obstacle course matchup in 2007. I mean, he made it so Mitchell Musso basically hardly had to exert himself. All Mitchell <laughs> had to do was not fall flat on his face to secure the championship uh, in, that, in that matchup. You've also got Moises. Okay, so I want to talk about Moises' size briefly. I don't know if either of you know anything about CBS show Big Brother. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of like competitions in that show. And I worked on a reality TV show kind of like that, where there are a lot of different types of competitions, speed competitions, endurance competitions, balance competitions. Um, and knowing everything I know about games creation in reality television, I always told myself, if I ever go into the Big Brother house or in any type of competition show where I might need to make an alliance, befriend the smallest person in the game because they will have an advantage in a lot of these games that you don't think that they will. And Moises displays that in that obstacle course race. These are designed for children. They're designed for people with a low center of gravity and Moises absolutely just cruises through it. In 2006, yes, he gets absolutely mowed by Brenda in the hamster ball race. That event was not designed for a person of Moises' stature. But they show this for like a split second when the green team, sorry, when the red team is trying to come from behind in the relay after Zach bricks six or seven baskets in a row, Moises gets on the wheelbarrow and he's like, so fast and that's part of the reason why it was such a close finish there like they almost came back part of the reason is because Moises is incredible as a bottom on the wheelbarrow race also in 2008 the final Disney Channel Games event ever the ultra obstacle course that had like seven different components yellow team was in last place Kyle was terrible at Finding yeah. little balls in this foam pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. M- Moises hops on the mini bike and freaking schmobs it. And Yellow yeah. Team finishes in second place because of Moises. And like, yeah, they did not win that year. Um, but you know what? Like, Moises was the MVP of that event because he took his team from single handedly from last to second, um, which I think is incredible. Also, he's on the dunk tank every single year. <laughs> Which, like, that is important. Like, for me, for, like, a Disney Channel Games athlete, you have to be willing to, like, play the unspoken game, which is, like, have fun and do the crazy zany stuff. And Moises was fearless in getting dunked. I loved in Season 2 where they incorporated that little view window in the tank and, like, Moises yeah. would fall in the water and, like, make funny faces inside of it. Hilarious. Moises is always getting thrown around. You mentioned how Shin threw packs. At the end of the uh, obstacle course in 2007, Mitchell throws uh, Moises in the air like he's his son. Hilarious. <laughs> um, and we already mentioned last week how uh, in 2008, a yellow team, uh, Moises gets flown out of the little cheer, cheer circle. He gets stunted like Rey Mysterio, flying out like a spider monkey. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> I mean, I love everything that Moises brings to the Disney Channel games. I think Shin is an incredible athlete, is an incredible competitor. Obviously, Shin is like the more athletic person 
But uh, Moises, when it comes to Disney Channel games, I like him better. So I'm advancing him to the final four. So this tiebreak is going to go to Elizabeth. Oh, man. I find, I listen to this show so much, and this is like an exact moment that you'll listen to, and you're like, God damn it, Chris. Like, I, I can't <laughs> believe you did this. Um, but this is so hard. Moises on the trike was just amazing television. When he was pedaling around that little zigzaggy course was yeah, un- just unreal. Um, I think I think we need to take points away from Moises in the um, first season of the uh, Rock Paper Scissors Challenge. He's like sporting a little Bob Marley type yes. of hat yep. that's that is, like yep. feels that a little microaggressiony yeah. to me. Yeah, um, don't about that. don't love it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I mean I think when it comes down to it, end of the day. Games on the line, you know, you need your team needs a win. I think you go with Shin. I mean, he's the better athlete, you know. You can count on him, you know, maybe throw some bows to put a little strength behind it. I think, uh, I think we're gonna this one to Shin. Who did um, Moises go up against in the rock, paper, scissors? Kyle it Massey. was Kyle so versus, <laughs> so it this was, was a, yeah. a racial yeah. attack on yeah. Kyle Massey. Moises knew exactly what he was doing. He does not deserve to be on this bracket. Uh, we are canceling 10-year-old Moises Arias forever. I, I do want to say that it made me a little uncomfortable the way that they like were handling him sometimes. Like He's not that much younger than a lot of them, but they were like, I don't know if you saw it in like one of the he won something and like Kate Panabaker is like stroking his arm or like his shoulder. It's just like, like a, like you would like a six year old. And it's like, they're probably the same age. My, one of my favorite DC games moments is like I said last week in the dunk dance contest, when he's holding hands with Adrian, (laughs) who is like 10 years older than him and three feet taller than him. I think they treated him as an infant child. Like, I think everyone, felt like he was just he was the youngest and smallest of them all so they treated him as like their child yeah because but he's not that much younger he was 12 13 and 14 right he wasn't that much younger i think his his height his he was just so small he was just so small and i think that it probably is a part of that kind of like after hours thing right that we're talking about like we don't know their actual connections to each other and like what has happened over the what one week of shooting the show or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he just took on the persona of being the the baby of the group and they treated like him like that on camera. Hence all of the like the holding and the comforting and the cuddling of him. He's he is baby. So I don't know. <laughs> True. <laughs> Moises is baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's uh, go ahead and move on to the next matchup. It is the number four seed, Jason Earls, who is not baby, versus (laughs) number 12, Cole Sprouse. I mean, it's really hard because I was very pro Jason Earls when I 
logged on to <laughs> my internet today. And then when I found out he was 30, I became a little bit, not like grossed out, but like, I mean, I realize you have to do this for your career and like, you know, it's good for the fans too. Cause they want to see you there, but like you're competing against people that are half your age, sometimes less in the case of Moises Arias. And it feels like taking candy from a baby when you see him winning so many things. Yeah. Um, it's like, is it really earned? Um, you know, like, like I said in kind of the intro, Disney did a good job leveling the playing field on a lot of these things. And so many of these like quote unquote sports are like just totally random. Um, that, that everyone kind of has a fair advantage. Um, but you know what, like, when it comes to cognitive things, like Simon says, or they had this like baby face off in 2008 where you had to like match the photo to uh, match someone's baby photo to their current photo. And like Jason Earls just like took a step back and just like orchestrated the whole thing. And they won yeah. with zero errors in it. It's like, well, yeah, he should. He's going up against Kyle <laughs> Massey, who's like 18, you know, he should win that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Fortunately, in this matchup, Jason Earls is going up in, against Cole Sprouse, which very narrowly advanced last episode. He's someone who I think really is only major redeeming quality is that he was featured for three seasons. He was on the blue team for three seasons. He seemed to be a cr pretty good sport. He was neither a very great athlete nor a super horrible athlete. But um, he was a big Disney Channel name at the time, and um, you know I like that he showed up. They they had a lot of lot of Sprouse Brothers Talking Heads interviews, and yeah. um, but they were, I thought they were mostly pretty fun. I've never really understood the appeal of the Sprouse Brothers. I didn't watch The Sweet Life or Sweet Life on Deck or Riverdale or anything like that, so I don't really know a whole lot about either of them. But. Um, I can see why they were such big stars at the time. Um, I think they're, they're fun to watch. Uh, this one's... Uh, I'm going to go with the on-field resume here and, and go with Jason Earls to the final four. I think it'll be really interesting to see him go up against Shin in the next matchup. Hmm. It's interesting uh, that you brought up Jason's age because somewhere in my brain I had known that he was so old when playing this part, but also forgot about it while watching this. So until you brought it up, like my notes are all like, man, this, this dude's a pro. It's almost like he's been here before or like, you know, it, the specifically the, the baby face competition, like he absolutely set the tone when it came to that, when they uh, had to do the, like um, the fill up the, the baby bottles on top of the head and then dunk them into the the jug of water after the first round of like matching the baby faces. The opposing team was like spastic with it. They like would pour in the the water and then the guy would walk the water on his head to dump into the bucket. But instead of like pouring it into the bucket, he would like jerk his head down to try and splash it in as fast as possible to go fill up again. And he was missing the bucket half the time. Like no water was right. actually getting right. into the bucket. On the other side, it was Jason who was very slowly walking to preserve all of the water on his head. 
and then very gently dumping the water in. And that ended up working out for him, you know, like that, that's just like a 30 year old being like this. I've back in my day, we all knew to go slow. <laughs> yeah. And, and like I, that was going through my head so much when I was watching these little events, I was like, man, here's what I would do in that situation. And then I had to like tell myself you would never be in this situation because you are not a child. But here's Jason Earls, literally that. In 2007, they did the big oversized soccer game. Uh, I don't think that Jason was ever a captain of his team. Nope. Nope. He was on two uh, championship teams, though, both Brenda Song teams. So uh, in 2007, when they did the oversized soccer game, he like took over as like the captain of that match. And he was like rallying his team to like not make any mistakes. He was just like, all we have to do is just not make any mistakes. Let them make the mistakes and then we're going to win. And I love that out of like an a teammate, an athlete teammate who's just like taking charge and trying to step up and motivate his team. And he obviously had a ton of soccer sense because he was like strategizing where the people should be and he was making bank passes and passing it all over the place. But again, my man's is 30 years old. Like, of course, he's going to absolutely punk a bunch of preteens and teens on a oversized soccer field because he's had 15 to 20 years more of life than a lot of the people on the field than him, you know, like kind of ruins it for me because he was such a, a strong competitor on the field. But I think you're right, Chris. He was there for a reason. Like, I think that the Disney execs knew that he was such a popular character that they were like, we need him on it. And I don't know that it was even like a money thing. I think it was probably just like his fans wanted it and he's a good guy and he probably enjoys like, the 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 uh, all of his Disney Channel co-stars like I'm sure that he has fun being that that older person on campus. So, anyways, I really like his performance on the field. It's kind of weird that he's so old, so it ruins the perception of Disney Channel athlete. Even though he was such a prominent uh, character in the Disney Channel zeitgeist, I guess. Up against Cole, who quite literally blew a tire in his obstacle race for his team by skipping that tire. You say that you went back and like you looked at it and you can tell if he was being pulled too quickly by Shin or if he just completely missed it. When I saw the replay, which I didn't replay back because we were watching a lot of these, so I didn't really want to waste more time watching more of it. It looked like he just completely skipped it. Like he was trying to pull a fast one and just skip that last tire so that he could get his team through because um, it was pretty neck and neck at that point. Could he have been pulled through and just missed it? Maybe. Uh, but I think at the same time, you, you as the anchor, they had already ran it once. You gotta, you gotta know. As the anchor, I gotta keep up even if they're going quickly. Shin can set the pace, but he's also just the leader. In between him and Cole were like five to six others. So like Shin can only go as fast as the person behind him. That's just how that works. He can only pull the person behind him. So it doesn't make sense to me, your argument that like Shin setting the pace made Cole miss it because if Shin set the pace and everyone else kept up, then Cole's the weakest link. Goodbye. You're only as strong as your weakest link, though. And like as the leader of a group, you need to take that into consideration. 
You need to be like, look, I have a short person in the back here. I have to be considerate of that. I don't think I agree with that. So in this well, okay, matchup, okay, okay, okay. Let's let's look at Moises Arias. They put him at the middle, which was a great idea because that problem wouldn't happen with them, where like yes. it wouldn't exponentially become more difficult. They could like push him along if it was getting yeah. too fast. And yeah. also, Moises wore the blindfold and and yes. nailed it. Uh, I don't know, yeah. I'm just saying I'm not over the Moises thing. I agree. I totally agree. Shin was never a captain. I don't think Shin decided the the order no, in which no. he had to run. So I'm not putting all of it on Shin at all, uh, or okay. any of it, to be honest. I think that Cole should have just kept up and not skipped that last tire. He uh, had a very clutch save at the kickoff to save a goal during the, the oversized soccer match, which I really liked because we didn't see a ton out of Cole being good at anything up until that that moment um he was the one that was trying to throw too hard during the dunk tank and overcompensate for the fact that like everyone else were scrubs and it kind of seemed like he was going to show up and show everybody else up you know like i know how to throw this thing and he missed twice um this matchup is difficult because of i I mean, I watched some of Sweet Life, but I literally remember none of it. I remember watching it, but I don't remember premises, characters, any of that stuff. I uh, definitely didn't watch Hannah Montana, so I couldn't even tell you how great Jason was. Uh, but I think in this one, uh, the greater Disney Channel games athlete, uh, despite his performance on the field, is probably Cole Sprouse. I'm going I'm to do Cole Sprouse here. Elizabeth, oh you're breaking it up. Wow. Um, you both made some really good points. I'm almost as old as Jason Earls was when he played in these Disney Channel games, <laughs> and credit to him because I would just fall down and die. <laughs> like it, like I am not. I don't have that type of energy. I don't have that type of like physical ability a- anymore. Like I'll pull a hamstring. I know. Like going. <laughs> Thinking about going through that obstacle course, I was like, yeah, I'd blow a hammy like for like one step into that thing. Um, <laughs> so it is impressive. Yeah. I, I do think it's impressive. Um, and I don't know how long shooting was. Like, I'm assuming it was just they did it over like one day. Um, but if he had to stretch that out into multiple days, even more credit to him having to recover like and and get back out there. Um I give him yeah. even more credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Cole overall was more of a liability than an asset. Like if <laughs> if you like add up everything that he did um, and just his performance across all three seasons. Um, did he win the first um, rock, paper, scissors with Dylan or did Dylan win? No, he won. Dylan won. Dylan, oh. Dylan thought he won. Oh, right, right, right. He definitely did not. I think he lost. He lost his next year, right? With like, I, I have I have Cole winning three two in two thousand six. Yep. Uh, at rock paper scissors, and I have Dylan winning in two thousand seven. Extreme rock paper scissors three to one. Two of those wins were rock paper scissors wins. One of those a joust win. Yeah, I just I just I think keep that- advanced stats on DC games athletes. <laughs> Clearly. I think that just overall, yeah, Cole was more of a liability than he was an asset to his team. So I think that um, Jason Earls is, is going to move on here. Let's move on to the next matchup across the brackets. Number two, Kyle Massey versus number seven, Dylan Sprouse. 
Um, it's interesting how much of the the Kyle hype train you're on, Chris, because I felt like he was playing it up too much, even for a Disney Channel games at some points. My very first note in here is that he loves to make excuses. Like he was playing the part of like trying to be the class clown in every aspect of his competition. So when the very first thing that he competed in was the rock, paper, scissors challenge. And the entire time, once Moises showed up with his racial attack on Kyle, he claimed to the ref that like Moises was cheating the entire time. So every time that Kyle lost around, he would turn to the ref and he's like, he's cheating, he's cheating. Like, which just got annoying because yeah, yeah, we were all just trying to what we just needed to get through the rock paper scissors, yeah, you know. And so he he felt a little too too vocal and trying to be the star a lot of the time. Like almost the games didn't matter. It was the Kyle Massey show that mattered, and that was really bugging me a lot of the time. Um, it toned down. As the the years yes. went on, 2006, he was ham boy ham. Like he was just every moment that he was competing, he was trying to own the spotlight. And then as it went on, he was definitely more team oriented, uh, especially in season two. He loved to uh, to hype up his team. Season three, he didn't really do a ton, but he was there for his team and like was the one that if that his team won, the camera would go to Kyle and he would be like lifting somebody up or, or something, you know? So I really like that out of him. But season one was just brutal for me to get through because of him wanting to just steal the spotlight. Rolled my eyes a lot during season one. He's also awful at the at the potato sack race. I don't know if either of you caught his form. That uh, but whole event was total chaos for me. Yes, because none of it actually made sense. And I don't think that they expected... They didn't expect a lot out of the 2006 games because they just were unprepared no, for every no. scenario. But mm-hmm. like, I think in their minds, all of the participants would be neck and neck through every stage of that like trivia relay race. And then they would get to the trivia podium and read them answers or read them questions. And then they would one by one go off and then become neck and neck again because our boy was just reading questions to whoever was at the podium. Maybe they got him. Maybe they didn't. It was just chaos. But Kyle Massey had to hop in a potato sack and either he was too big for it or he wasn't fully in it. And so he was holding it one handed, like down by his shins, just trying to like gallop through the entire <laughs> the entire race. Poor guy. Um, we haven't really talked about like awards, but he got an MVP of the week that first year. I mean, almost everybody did, but the the mvp thing i awarded my own mvp awards i went through and like gave someone a first place and a second place mvp on each event because the disney channel viewers do not know what they're talking about that uh that baby face off selena gomez got an mvp for that and it was like yeah i literally didn't see her (laughs) like on that so the mvp some of them are mickey mouse mvps let's be real (laughs) Sure. And you know, what's funny is I kept stats of everybody's wins and losses in their head to head competitions. And then we got to this competition. I was like, doesn't matter anymore. doesn't yeah. matter anymore. Zach Efron can go two and oh 
in his first season. It just doesn't matter because these competitions are minorly rigged. Um, he and Shin won the egg toss competition, which was yeah. extremely impressive because they were playing this time outdoors without a bouncy ball floor court that they had in the first season. And he even made an incredibly nice diving catch to to stay steady and lay out to make a the catch on the egg without yeah. crushing it, you know? Yeah. Thought that was great. Still loves to hype up during the dunk tank. He's trying to get the, the crowd into it. And he's one of the rare three for threes in the dunk tank. Yeah. He he threw yeah. three for three in that in that season two, 2007 games, uh, which you of course always love. Um Good athlete, maybe hammed it up a little bit too much for me in the first season, uh, but lucky for him, he's up against Dylan Sprouse. And Dylan was, if if Cole was the liability, Dylan put no effort into a lot of what he, he did. I mean, he tried to, I think he got punked so bad in 2006 games that he just got asked to come back and he was just like, I'm bad at all, all of these. Um, awful at throwing. He tried to bully his brother off the podium onto the <laughs> mat during the uh, rock, paper, scissors challenge in 2007. He did make a, also a nice diving catch uh, for the egg, but that dive met the egg so hard that it cracked when he met it in his dive. Um, I literally have in my notes the most unathletic of the two twins. <laughs> it's Kyle Massey here. Uh, his his first season shenanigans may fault him later on in the in the final four. Who knows? But uh, he's definitely the better athlete and the better Disney Channel star and aura in this current matchup. Yeah, I I I, agree, I somewhat agree with you on the season one Kyle Massey and season two is really when I started to take notice of Kyle Massey as a good Disney Channel games athlete um, for all of the reasons I talked about last week. Uh, I think I want to mention after winning the egg toss with Shin Koyamata, Kyle Massey promptly smashes the egg over his head. So I think that is like the perf that moment is like the perfect thesis statement for how I view Kyle Massey as a DC games <laughs> athlete. Like it's not enough to win. You also have to like go that extra mile. Like you said, be a ham boy, um, drink the punch. The people want to see the eggs break. Like that's why they're watching the Disney channel games. They want to see the yes. Disney channel star with the egg on their head. And he knows that. And like, yeah, he's playing it up a lot, but like, I smile when I see Kyle Massey smash an egg over his head for no reason whatsoever. Um, yeah, uh, Dylan Sprouse, very forgettable. I think Kyle Massey is going to have a little bit of a tougher matchup next round against either of these two women, um, but I'm advancing him here to the final four. Elizabeth, you agree? This bracket is now Sprouseless. I I do agree. I think um, I said it before. I love Kyle Massey. I think he's a star. Um, if you notice, Kyle, in his... First, from first season to second season, he is no longer on the That's O' Raven show. He now has his own show named after him. So right. he is now the star of his own show. So I think that was probably a little bit where that, like, ham, ham comes into. He was 
trying to get a, get his own show. Um, huh, that makes sense. And he was successful in doing so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then he did. Um, he went two straps on the backpack in the <laughs> third in the third season. Which one of the Sprouse is one strap it, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And Brian Savannah even mentions it, and he's like, "Yeah, like smart move because it's it'll it's gonna stay on there. Like yeah, he's got that." Yeah flag secure so just really smart play from uh kyle massey all right so kyle massey goes to the final four who will he face in the next matchup it's number three brenda song versus number six monique coleman brenda song we talked about her accolades uh she is a three-time captain two-time champion uh the resume does not get stronger than that Oh, she's going up against Monique Coleman, who uh, Jason Earls is the oldest competitor. Monique Coleman is the second oldest competitor. Monique was 26 and 27 when she competed in the 06 and 07 games. Monique Coleman did win a championship with Brenda Song in 2006 as a member of Blue Team. Kyle, you said it last week. Monique was on the winning egg toss team in 2006. Also the Simon Says champion in 2006. Like what a one-two punch uh, championship resume for Monique Coleman there. Like, (laughs) oh, there was obstacle courses. There was relays. No, I won the egg toss in Simon Says. That is big family Mm -hmm. carn vibes. Uh, Yeah, for real. For real. Monique Coleman in 2007... That, I mean, I keep I, we keep talking about how awful this dance dunk contest was. <laughs> Monique Coleman was the first to go, and like I respect yes. her for going out there and putting it all on that dance floor. And they left her out there way too long, and the whistles were yes. shorter after that very first like Monique dance portion. Uh, they were like, okay, we can't let that run that long again because that got a little bit awkward. But yeah. Monique was doing some like swing stuff, a little bit of. Uh, at one point, she just resorted back to High School Musical choreo, and I think Phil called it out. She's like, oh, she's just doing High School Musical choreo now. It was like it was like forty five <laughs> seconds of dancing, uh, where she clearly had no plan going into it. In two thousand seven. Uh, I have a couple of lowlights for Monique Coleman, actually. Um, on the soccer pitch, you, you talked about how Jason Earls was a really great team leader um, with that giant inflatable soccer ball, which like was totally rec- re- reckless and random, and I hated that thing, and I fast-forwarded through that whole event <laughs> because, to me, it just seemed like an excuse to get the international Disney Channel Games athlete involved in a sport that they knew how to play. Monique sure. Coleman was not great i don't if anyone's ever watched like a four five or six year old soccer team they don't spread out they all like travel like a school of fish around the soccer ball and that's what monique coleman was doing on the soccer pitch. she was just running to wherever the soccer ball was she was yelling at one of her teammates who was kicking it in the wrong direction which like okay Sure, like you want to win the game, but also it kind of seems like you might be taking it a little bit too seriously. And at one point, uh, our boy Koki 
gets the ball along the dasher boards and yeah. Monique just like runs up and just like takes the ball away from him, her teammate. It was very, very strange. I don't know yeah, if she, she just got a little bit too like into the game and wasn't thinking about it, but uh, I did not enjoy her performance in that inflatable giant soccer ball game. Also, same year, 2007, the hamster ball uh, relay, she took out the median wall. There was a point where you were supposed <laughs> to do like a U-turn. She just went straight through the barrier. Straight through it. Uh-huh. It was amazing uh, in the best way, but also like, come on, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> not a great show of athleticism there. Um... Uh, the egg toss victory and the Simon says victory are, are big. Uh, to me, the Simon says victory is worth like two victories of any other event because <laughs> that event is so grueling and boring and long. So I love that sure. for Monique Coleman. I think she's, she's very deserved. She deservedly is on this bracket and deservedly is as high as number six seed. But she's going up against Brenda, who is that three-time captain, that two-time champion. Brenda doesn't have a whole lot of like standout athletic performances other than that three-for-three dunk-take performance we talked about. But she is a great team captain. In 2006, uh, Blue Team had a cheer before they implemented team cheers. And I want to say Brenda Song and probably V. Hudge were very instrumental in getting together and forming yep. that team cheer. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> um, and I love that. I love the energy uh, that 2006 blue team had. They won the championship that year. Uh, Brenda, good at trivia <laughs> amidst the chaos that was the, the trivia event. Uh, she mowed down Moses in the hamster ball relay. Um, 2007, yep. she went up against Mayara Walsh in Extreme Rock, Paper, Scissors. Yeah. And Brenda's song held strong on that podium. Oh. She was taking shots to the shin, to the upper body, to the head, and she was not going anywhere. Brenda Song is a black belt in Taekwondo. And that <laughs> showed in that in that yeah. uh, rock picture that she had incredible balance. Um and like her facial expression, she was getting into it. She wanted to win. Oh, she was stone cold. It got, stone cold. It got me sort of uncomfortable. I was like, all right, how long are they gonna <laughs> let this go on for? Like these two women just beating each other with these giant foam noodles. Um, so that was that, awesome. that was really impressive. She was a great captain, like I said, in, in 2006 for the blue team. Um, in 2008, also a great captain. That red team had great team chemistry, but I feel like there were kind of three leadership figures in that tent. It was yeah. Brenda Song and Jason Earls and Adrian Bailon. And I think the three of them together are what helped propel that Inferno red team to a championship that year. I think all of the events in 2008 were, like I said, very team oriented. It was very, very hard to find standout athletic performances in 2008. I don't think we can count that against anyone. Really the only standout athleticism was that Martine, uh, yeah. dude who, who scored like Just, eight goals or whatever. <laughs> um, and of course, Moises with the two daggers, uh, nah. but, uh, you know, uh, for me, it's Brenda song. I think Monique, uh, is a, an underrated, uh, DC games competitor for sure. But Brenda, um, I think is well-rounded and the fact that she was three times a captain, two time a champion. Uh, I think, I think that that goes a long way with me when I think about a DC games athlete. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. What I really like about Brenda is that 
2006, showed up to prove herself. 2007, maintained that crown. 2008, passed it along. That's pure greatness right there to like achieve it and then bring the rest of it, bring the rest of your team with you once you've achieved that. The greatest leaders make those better than themselves. And that's what she did with that Inferno team. I loved that about her. Um, that, that battle, dude, that rock, paper, scissors podium battle was, yes, kind of weird how long they just kind of let it happen, but everything was weird about these games for how long they let everything happen because they just didn't account for anything in these games. And you could see the panic in uh, people's eyes when they, Simon Says took too long. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to trick them? Uh, even Brian was like, I don't know how many times I can try <laughs> oh, and say, Han- Simon Says, hands up, now down. Like, that was his go-to try and trick, and it never actually worked. They weren't ready for it, and they weren't ready for fire in her eyes, Brenda, standing on that podium, straight like Euro-stepping uh, her opponent to let her opponent just fly by her and fall off the podium. It was incredible. Great athlete. Uh, she's definitely, definitely, definitely moving on past Monique here. Uh, I like Monique, but Brenda is just s- such a great, great athlete and a great Disney Channel star. She has great personality, even in season three. Whenever her team would do well, she'd be there to be hugging them. Like you would see her in the background being supportive. Love that about her. Elizabeth, do you agree that Brenda should be going on to the final four here? Yeah, I'm excited for her. Um, I do love Monique. Um, really impressed me though with her hamster ball technique. Like I was shocked, <laughs> true, true. really shocked. Yes, I did not absolutely. think she was going to be good at it. And I was like, damn, she's the best one. Yeah. So yeah. I will give that to her. But yeah, I think Brenda overall has the advantage here. Chris, it's a one, two, three, four, final four. And in the first matchup, it is Shin versus Jason. Uh, you know, it's it's funny because Disney obviously really wanted Jason on these games despite how old his ass was. But he didn't actually show a ton of Disney Channel-ness as far as personality-wise. Uh, he was like actually maybe too in it to win it uh, compared to his competitors and to his teammates. Specifically in Anytime Simon Says happened. Uh, he would never just throw it. I can't like you're thir- you're 30 years old. There's 12 year olds competing against you. And Simon says you're going to, you want to make it to the final two. You want to win it actually <laughs> like that. Just, that's just so weird. You know that you wouldn't just like throw it, make it to the final five and throw it right. And let, let the kids win 2008. Nope. He said, Nope, this is, this is my time for this crown. Feels weird. It feels a little too serious. And I think that a lot of this like Disney Channel gamesness is that they wanted to they wanted to win and they wanted to try hard, but they were definitely putting fun above everything else. And it felt like Jason was definitely putting the win over everything else. On the other side, Shin. Shin wanted to do the best that he could so that his team could do well, it felt like. He he was never competing in individual sports to 
to be the best there. He was not the one that was going to go to the finals of Simon Says and beat all of the children on the field. He was there to like pull his weight during the relay races and and ba- I mean basically the races, right? They knew how to use Shin and they used him wisely and he got the job done for his team. And there would be these bursts of greatness from him personality-wise. I mean, he's not necessarily the Disney Channel star uh like some of maybe the Sprouse twins or Ashley Tisdale, Miley Cyrus, like you had these heavy hitters, but here comes the the sneaky Shin who's there to help his team and have fun and show a little personality. And he's, he was great. I really liked him. Uh, I think that in this matchup, I really like Shin more than I do uh, Jason, both athletic and both are athletic, but, but Shin shows that more carefree, have fun, be there for your team. This is Disney Channel games than maybe Jason who wanted to like bring home a gold medal, which doesn't feel very Disney Channel games. I think for me, the moment when I realized Jason Earl's not there to have a good time is in 2008, the final season, when they were putting together that chariot and his team, the red team, had put it together incorrectly. And Jason Earls is standing there and he's like, are we good? Are we good? Did we get it? Can we go now? Did we get it? Are we good? And the ref is like, no, no, you're not good. And like, no one's doing anything to maybe fix whatever was wrong with the chariot. He's just standing like, are we good? Are we good? Like he, like you said, just wants to win so bad um, that it's a little bit cringe knowing how old he was. 31. Yeah. When he was on that chariot. Um, so I, I agree with you in that, like, why are you not just letting the kids have a good time? Let the kids play, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a hard time with those few moments where Shin did kind of really mess up. I will throw out the, the rope chain race thing from 2008. <laughs> okay. We'll throw okay. it out. He still messed up the alphabet goop. He still went over on the dunk tank and he still got eliminated second in Simon Says. Jason Earls, his only major athletic flub was when he got dusted by Brandon Baker in the obstacle course in 2007. Yeah. And I mean, you know, whatever. It happens. Those obstacle courses are hard. I guess we haven't really talked about yet is like this era of Disney Channel and Hannah Montana being such a major yes. show yes, during that absolutely. time. And and I think yes, Jason Earls is old. Yes, he probably takes it too seriously. Does he embody the spirit of the games? I don't think so. But when I think of Disney Channel in the mid-2000s, I think of Hannah Montana and I think of Camp Rock. I think of Wizards of Waverly Place. Um, And Jason Earls, as a member of that cast, um, I feel like he fits the description as the best Disney Channel Games athlete. This is on top of him having two championships and being one of the better athletes on the field. Shin's a great athlete as well. I think they go head-to-head in anything that's not an obstacle course. Like, Shin's great on the obstacle course, um, but I think it's a little bit more of a level playing field with everything else. I'm actually advancing Jason Earls to the wow. final. Wow, oh, wow, boy. Wow, wow, wow. And so Elizabeth is going to have to break the tie. Oh, man. 
good good points all around. Um, <laughs> I think. Um, I think you're right. Like I watched Hannah Montana, uh, and I loved it. And like I knew Jason, you know, like I didn't love him so much. Like he wasn't my favorite character on the show, but I'm sure there were a lot of people that loved him. Um, and like to be honest with you, when I first watched rewatched the games and Shin came out, I was like, I don't. Who are you? Yeah. And I watched yeah. Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. I was just like, I don't remember you at all. Sure. Um, this one, I, so when this, when this bracket was, um, revealed to me, I, I did text Kyle and say, it's Shin. Shin is the best Disney <laughs> Channel athlete. Um, so I think I'm going to have to, to stick to my guns and, and gut on this one and move Shin on to the final. All wow. Right. Our number um, one seed. He, I think you Dang. know what Shin Shin passes the eye test as three huh. people that worked in baseball. Um, <laughs> Shin passes passes the eye test. You know Jason Earls might have uh, the data and the fancy Moneyball stats, but I think Shin passes the eye test. All right, okay. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. You're mad. Um, so going up against Shin in the finals. Will it be the number two seed Kyle Massey? Will it be the number three seed Brenda Song? Let's talk about it. So I, I just want to go over their career stats again. Please. Brenda Song, please. three times captain, two times champion. The only other Disney Channel Games athlete with two championships is Jason Earls, who was just eliminated by Elizabeth. <laughs> and, and Brenda Song has three captaincies on top of that. Yeah, going up against Kyle Massey, who who was a captain in two thousand six, and then was demoted. Sorry, was a captain in two thousand seven, and then was demoted in two thousand eight. Um, and Kyle Massey finished in last place, not once, not twice, but three of three Disney Channel games. Kyle Massey came in last place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, when it comes to Disney Channel games, energy and spirit, and is this person having fun? Is this person drinking? the punch it's Kyle Massey like easily I mean if we're gonna go against the criteria we put Shin and Jason up against it's Kyle Massey you know I think he had some really uh, strong athletic performances uh, we talked about his improved basketball game in his three for three we haven't really talked about him being a solid midfielder uh, on the yeah. foosball game I mean, yeah uh, that was absolutely huge uh, the guy I can't remember the guy's name but there was a dude on Red Team, um, which was uh, Brenda and Jason Earl's team, who played midfield, uh, like right, right in the middle. He had one of the best Disney Channel games plays of all time. If we were gonna do like a DC Games top ten, snipe from oh, midfield. Yeah. yeah, top corner is Rafa. Rafa, oh, that's Rafa right. was really, really good at football. Yeah. He was the one yeah. that was like finding windows between the defenders in that in that front line and then at the yeah towards the the end of the game he sniped the like top right corner of the goal out of nowhere amazing yeah Mm -hmm. amazing play he was it was like Connor mcdavid i'm sorry i don't know a lot of soccer football players so i couldn't tell you which one what athlete would would in real life hit that but uh it's like a Connor mcdavid snipe so um so yeah Kyle Massey is playing midfield up against Rafa 
And Jason Earls is the attacker who uh, had a hat trick in the first matchup for red team. So Rafa's trying to feed to Jason up along the dasher boards, but Kyle Massey is along the boards and not a single ball got through. No. He was just blocking it. Um yeah. and and just getting it up the field to our boy Martin who uh and and Moises as well. We have to mention Moises who also had two incredible goals <laughs> on the foosball field. Um so so yeah, Kyle Messi not a bad athlete at all. It's it's hard because it's like it's yes, Mike Trout's the best player on the baseball field, but does it matter if he never wins a World Series? <laughs> You know, Kyle Massey is a super fun Disney Channel games athlete, is not bad on the field, is sometimes bad on the field, is sometimes good on the field, though, too. Um, But he got three last place finishes, so how good can he actually be? Is he really a valuable asset to his team? Uh, I have always been the type of person who values... Uh, stats and athletic performance and rings don't really matter Um, unless it's a sport I don't care about and then I'll troll and I'll tell people that rings do matter (laughs) so uh, I mean I love Brenda's 3 for 3 performance with one eye closed that is like a highlight DC games uh, performance for me incredible but but I think I think I'm going to go with Kyle Massey here um, just for the more impressive like game by game athletic accomplishments, maybe just because they're more unexpected from Kyle Massey because we've seen him be bad. Um, him sinking that basketball against Zach Efron, I was like, oh dang. Um, him winning the egg toss. Uh, you know him. Him like I said, being solid midfielder. I I just I, I root for him hard. Whereas Brenda Song, you know she's she's good captain energy, but I think that's not what I think of when I think of a good DC Games athlete. If I'm thinking of a, a best DC games athlete, I would hope to see some steadiness and consistency. And I see a lot of that out of Brenda, both from Disney Channel Energy, which she definitely brought during the 2006 season. Uh, all of them brought a ton of energy. Kyle, probably too much comparatively to all of the rest. But Brenda definitely brought that Disney Channel energy and then continued to bring it and really felt that the the water in 2006 and then brought that intensity and that Disney Channel camaraderie in 07. Uh, as I said, last matchup uh, that she was in, that kind of trajectory of figuring it out, getting some dubs, getting the championship, 2007 continuing to fight for that championship, improving on her game, going three for three in the dunk contest or in the in the uh, throwing tank contest, uh, and then taking a back seat and still leading her team to victory in 2008. That's amazing. That's that's both being the main and uh, and side character of her own performance. In, in three different seasons. I love that. As I said also about Kyle last time, he annoyed me in the first season. It was too much ham. It was too much me in the spotlight and not much me performing. And we've seen that because he continues to lose over and over again. 
as he competes. Sure, we saw some improvement. Uh, he went three for three in in the the throwing dunk tank uh, in season two, but there is still a lot of shenanigan, shenanigans attached to it, which is fine because it was a lot less than in season one in 06. Uh, but still, it, it was a lot. And I think that that team could have either improved or stayed the, exactly the same with Kyle Massey being at the bottom of the basement. Sure, he was good in, in his foosball abilities. He's also a big boy. And that was a small field. So there's not a ton of room to operate around that guy. But with Brenda, I think that like her team got a ton of energy from her. She improved as as the games went on. She knew how to read situations. I'm going to bring back up her sidestep to her opponent's uh, full body lunge during the rock, paper, scissors podium challenge. Like that's such a smart move to let that momentum fly by her. She's just so calculated. Kyle is so chaotic. I don't know that I like that chaoticness matched with the ham as a best Disney Channel athlete. I think that if Kyle was calculated and hamming it up, that might be a little bit better. You got the athleticism, you got the hamminess, but I think Brenda finds that balance. I'm moving number three on Elizabeth. Is it Kyle? Is it Brenda? So... Kyle Massey, I did say he did do the the two strap backpack. He could not yep. find those yellow balls to save his life. <laughs> it was so hard to watch him get that la- those last two. Which, to be fair, it's not really like an athletic feat. Like it's not like he, it was just lost. He was lost in the bubbles. Um, but that was that wasn't great. Lost um, in the bubbles. Brenda Song, on the other hand, I love her arc, like you mentioned, just as a character. But I think as, like, a Disney Channel personality as well. Like, I know you guys didn't really watch Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but her character was, like, this dumb, ditzy, like, heiress, like, rich girl. Like, no real personality to speak of. Like, she, you know, whatever. She was not like that at all on the Disney Channel team games she was calculated she was smart she was like cunning her team she went in and had her team deflate all the chairs on the other team (laughs) then the last season just an outstanding outstanding getting your head move which by the way i love that they all all the tents like the hospitality tents had inflatable furniture and the kids thought it was like the best thing ever like this is so cool like oh my god remember what like 2008 was like um but I love that for her as, like, kind of redeem, like, showing a different side of herself. And, like, I think it's very Disney to be, like, look at, like, what women can do. And, like, we're not just, like, I'm not just this. I'm also, like, this badass. And I, you know, can win the whole thing three times, which is, like we said, pretty, pretty outstanding. So I think with all that, Brenda moves on to the final. All right. And that sets our finals. It's the Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior Finals for the Disney Channel Games Best Athlete is the number one, Shin Koyamada versus the number three, Brenda Song. Uh, Chris, we've talked about these for a lot, a, a long time. 
these these especially these two athletes i mean they've climbed from where they climbed shin number one seed i think we kind of saw him i know that you wanted him gone earlier on but i think as the number one seed it's it's not surprising to see him there i i like to see brenda make it to the finals because i think that her arc and the way that she she ran her teams make sense as an athlete as a disney channel star uh She's, I mean, we talked about Brenda a little bit in our last time we were all three together. She was in Get a Clue with Lindsay Lohan. She played definitely not the ditzy sidekick. She was definitely the more smarter side of that duo. Um, And yeah, unfortunately, she played London Tipton and just was the rich like Hillary from Fresh Prince type where the money was everywhere and she could just go shopping all the time. And she showed up like ready to prove that that's not actually her. And I love that a lot about Brenda song in the Disney channel games is that like, it's the character that you love because she's silly and goofy, but you're also going to love her as an athlete and competitor in these games. I wish I had a stigma attached to Shin to compare it to. I don't really know Shin because I'd never seen the movie Wendy Wu. Uh, But my guy seems like a lot of fun. And he seems like somebody that all of the Disney's channel stars really like, really enjoy. He only gets compliments. No one ever trash talks him, even like jokingly. Like he's very much the team's team, you know, like or the team's guy. He's very much like everyone loves him, wants to be around him. You always have that one person in a team setting, work, camp, friend group. Just the one person that's always like, we just, we just love that person a lot. And that seems like Shin, and I really like that. Obviously, super athletic. Uh, obviously, also was detrimental a couple of times, as we've brought up. Um, but I think that he's he's great. I think that he's what Disney definitely wanted at that time. Both him and Brenda, to be honest. They needed token diversity and that's why they expanded internationally in 2007 and 8 to try and like make it that it's not just our famous white kids it's everybody can compete in these games but what makes a difference here for me chris is the fact that everyone saw brenda as a leader she took that role she improved on herself she came back and went three for three In the dunk tank competition, which no one could hit the target and save their lives, people were getting dunked because they were hitting the panel two feet to the right of it, and it just triggered the dunk no matter what. And they're like, oh, well, they hit the the target. Give them a point. Brenda was out here just sniping. Just sniping. And then to have the self-awareness to take the back seat, allow her team to perform in season three, and still get that ring, and then retire along with the games, a three-peat? Tough to do as an athlete. That's why she's the best. Brenda Song is the Disney Channel Games best athlete for me. So a couple of additional things I want to mention about Brenda. Kyle, I know you fast-forwarded through everything that was not <laughs> the actual yes, games. Absolutely. Hey. I don't blame you for that because it was long if you were going to watch all three seasons of these in three days like we did. 
Um, but hey, I don't have a whole lot going on right now, so I did it. <laughs> um, Brenda's song is a liar. Um, in her oh, little talking oh, head interview, oh. she said, I grew up in a town without a mall. They did this thing where they like tried to do like a 30 for 30 or an E60 type thing where they try to make the athletes seem like they were struggling through some type of adversity. And Brenda was like, I grew up without a mall. And I know that has to do with the sweet life character that she played that was super into fashion. But she was like, I grew up in a town without a mall. And I didn't know about malls until uh, I was on Sweet Life with Zach and Cody. And now I love shopping and fashion. Brenda Song was born in Carmichael, California, which is a suburb of Sacramento where there is definitely a mall. When she was six years old, she moved to Los Angeles to pursue an acting career, and there are many malls in Los Angeles. So that is a fake little backstory they created for Brenda Song. Just putting that out there. Thanks. All of um, the backstories having... are fake. Uh, <laughs> so, so you think Corbin Blue does know how to write in cursive? Yes, I think so. Um, what was Miley's? Miley's was up pretty outrageous too. I I, I may have fast forwarded through Miley's because I was like, she's not going to last very far in this bracket, so I don't really <laughs> care what she has to say. Um, Ashley Tisdale said she was shorter in real life yes. than which that, like, that one made like sense that. to me. That I was one was like, really okay. funny. Like, I, I like that, that one actually. She uh, was in the Mitch short Musso actors said, anonymous. Yeah, 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 that was really funny. Mitch Musso said he could read minds. Oh no, Kyle. Massey said he has controller hands where he plays so much video games, his hands are trapped in the shape of the controller. And the worst part about it is how all of the next-gen consoles have different shaped controllers, so now he can't even play video games anymore. That was funny. funny. That That was funny. So, so yeah, Brenda's little, like, backstory interview, not, not the best, maybe the worst. Uh, was Brenda Song having a good time? Mm, we don't really so. know. She, she uh, like, I think the moment she shows her personality the most is in 2007's um, Simon Says match when Brian Stepanek gives Kyle Massey a uh, pie and he was like, pie Brenda Song in the face. And Kyle, you could tell Kyle like really wants to do it, and Brenda Song gives him this look that is like, "Uh, you better not pie me in the face." Yeah, uh, I really appreciated that. Yeah, um, that's season so three, yeah. Brenda. She's she's like, come on, I'm yeah, not the I mean, I'm not the star anymore. She she's not having a bad time. She's definitely not in it to win it. She's not Jason Earl's level, but Shin is having the time of his life. He probably still talks about Disney Channel games today. I don't know where Shin Koyamata is, but like this may have been the peak of his entire entertainment career. Yeah. Um, And his life, for that matter. Uh, I I love how highly regarded he is amongst his teammates. I I love that he won the Sportsmanship Award in 2008. I mean, that is like an important part of why Disney Channel games was created. Uh, yes, Brenda Song has three captains. Yes, she has two championships. No, Shin does not have any championships. Uh, and and I know I, I went against Shin for the last two matchups, but to me, when I think <laughs> about the spirit of the DC games, I, I think about that person who's having a lot of fun. And I think Shin had more fun than Brenda Song. So I am crowning the number one seed, Shin Koyamata, as 
the best DC Games athlete, which means we're going to Elizabeth with the tiebreaker. Back-to-back tiebreak choosers on this <laughs> oh my podcast. Goodness. Let's go. I think the really... Um, like glaring thing in Shin's favor is that by the time the third season came around, like nobody remembered that he was in Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. Like that was like gone, forgotten, out of everyone's mind. But they brought him back as Shin from Disney Japan. Yeah. Because that's how much they all the other people loved him and that's how good of an athlete he was because they knew he would show up and show out. Um, so they just made up something to get him back i don't need i don't i mean he may have been on disney channel in japan like for real but they could have just made that up yeah brought back. <laughs> um i i love brenda song um if you guys haven't seen her show on hulu dollface um really great she's hilarious in it it's with um i forgot the name of the main girl but um really good um so I think she's doing great, you know, in her life now. Um, really happy for her. Loved that it was, like, a strong, powerful, like, female presence um, yeah. at the games. And, like, I just loved that she was, like, mean. Like, she, like, wasn't, not mean, but, you know, she just wasn't, like, super classic Disney in the, um, in the, at least in the third season. So love yeah. that for her. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Shin's athletic ability, um, is a little bit, a little bit bigger, like pushes him over the edge, I think in this case. So I think, uh, Shin is our best Disney Channel Games athlete. Oh my gosh. We have a winner. Shin Koyamata from Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior is the best Disney Channel Games athlete. And as we do at the end of every single bracket, we are going to go ahead and clap it out. Chris, this was a number one seed that I did not see actually taking the crown. But I think it's valid because our guy was an athlete. Well, what's funny to me is the intern sent us back our... Field of 16, and I thought Shin at a one was too high, and Brenda at a three was too low. And I was like, wow. I would have probably had Brenda one wow. and Shin three, and they met in the finals anyway, so it really did not matter. No, but uh, I, I, think I did, I, I did think Moises was, I think if he had been on the other side of the bracket, he, I don't know if he would beat Brenda, but he no, might have gotten canceled time. all the same, doesn't matter. On my personal bracket, before I remembered about the dreadlocks, I had Kyle <laughs> versus Moises in the finals. So there you go. That just Pretty goes close. to show where I'm at. But alas, we have reached the end of another Mouse Madness bracket. We have reached two years on the Mouse Madness podcast. So happy to reach that milestone. So happy to be celebrating it with you, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining us in this discussion about the Disney Channel games. Thank you, guys. I'm so honored again to be here. I hope I can come back for year three. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. <laughs> if Apple Podcasts hasn't buried us by then, well, <laughs> we hope not. All right, everyone. Well, 
you know how to reach us. Do you have an idea for a bracket? Do you want to hop on the podcast and co-host? Do you have something to say about Disney or the Disney Channel games? We would love to hear from you. Email us at mousemadnesspodcast.gmail.com or hit us up on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Discord. All of those are linked in the description of this podcast episode. We would love to join you there. Folks, tune in next week to Mouse Madness, where we welcome a super special celebrity guest that you won't believe, and a performance by Miley Cyrus. (laughs) 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 (laughs)